Hey, local listeners, this episode is right on time for the holidays. We are all very busy and need that extra boost of energy to keep us going. Uh, I want to introduce you to Daniel Robertson Rapp. With over 10 years of collecting and evaluating energy drinks from around the globe, she is the author of Are You a Monster or a Rockstar? Our guide to you energy drinks, how they work, why they work, and how to use them safely. Uh, this is in perfect timing. Make sure that you listen to it, grab your Red Bull, and sit back. Hi, this is Rob Kohansky, your host of Local First Podcast, connecting local businesses to your community. New episodes drop every Thursday at 3 p.m. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app to make sure you do not miss an episode. I'd like to just take a moment to recognize our sponsor. Does your business software make less or more work for you? Think possibilities, think exacta. Enjoy the show. Hey, Danielle, how are you doing today? I am great. Thank you for you know taking the time to come out on Local First Podcast. Um, as we talked in the intro, we're talking about your book, Are You a Monster or a Rockstar? But before we get into that, I mean, how did you get involved with, you know, wanting to deal with caffeine? It's very, I mean, I think about it as it's very, I mean, you went niche. You went very niche. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, you got to kind of, you know, how did that become? What happened there? So... Something magical happened in 2003. In fact, two magical things happened in 2003. The first magical thing was that I was accepted to study biochemistry at UC San Diego. The second magical thing that happened was Monster Energy hit U.S. markets. And energy drinks were very controversial back then. They still are now. But back then, no one really knew what these things were were or what was in them or what happened when you drank them. And I was studying biochemistry, so I was learning how your body turns food into energy. And so I was learning about these things, these ingredients in these drinks, and I was disappointed with what the doctors and the dietitians at the time were saying about these energy drinks. It was so black and white. It's like, oh, this thing is going to kill you. You know, it's it's poison. Because that didn't match what I was learning in class. And it also didn't match what was happening to me. I had two part-time jobs when I was an undergrad. And I wasn't really a coffee drinker. I mean, this was like back in the days when your options for coffee were regular or decaf. So, <laughs> there really so wasn't much there, right? There wasn't much there. So I really needed caffeine to help me juggle my full-time studies and my jobs. And so I was disappointed that everything people were saying about energy drinks was so black and white. So I knew in 2003... I wanted to use my biochemistry background to give caffeine drinkers a more realistic, a more reasonable response to what these drinks were and what was in them and why, and you know, help people understand whether these drinks were for them. And I wasn't advocating them. I just wanted people to have enough information to know if these drinks were for them or not. So that's really how I got started. It all just was me trying to help people understand what was in these drinks and be not so black and white about it. And, you know, when you say black and white, I mean, give me some examples of what, what that is. <laughs> I mean, black and white, I was like, you know, I was like, eight, I mean, that's very. So there's, I mean, this is still happening today. There's headlines like 
one energy drink is enough to stop your heart. Um, this was a, a research report about energy drinks that do different things to the blood vessels, you know, but the headlines make it sound like you take one Red Bull and you're going to drop dead and die. Yeah. And another headline I read recently, energy drinks are killing teens. This has to stop, which makes it sound like, you know, energy drinks are making teens drop left and right when really it's less than 10% of teenagers that get their caffeine from energy drinks. So it's really just an exaggeration of the dangers of energy drinks that I was disappointed with. And so you wrote a book on it. Mm-hmm. Are you a monster or a rock star? And I love the title. <laughs> I, I, I when, love I, the when I first saw it, I was like, I just <laughs> love it. You know, I was like, I'm a monster. Yep. <laughs> I, t- I tried the rock star, a little, little sweet. And then it's like, you, you know, it's a guide to energy drinks. Mm-hmm. And we'll go through this a little bit here, how they work, why they work and, and how to use them safely. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's really a lot of cool stuff. So what has been like, you know, some of the biggest challenges, you know, coming up through this and, you know, getting your message out? The biggest challenge for me is that fear is the enemy of science. I've had such a difficult time talking to some people because they have this notion in their head of what energy drinks are and what's in them. And they are so firm in their beliefs of the stereotype that I have difficulty really explaining the science or explaining that energy drinks of 2019 don't all look like the energy drinks of 2003. So, you know, I brought you all these samples. These are... (laughs) I love it. So these are what I call energy drinks in disguise because a lot of people picture Red Bull, Monster, Rockstar. But now there's so many drinks that have caffeine and they have vitamins or they might have some other herbal something. So they're not quite a coffee, they're not quite a tea, but they're definitely not the stereotypical energy drink. Would you would you consider a Coke an energy drink? No, but I would consider Kickstart, which is very similar to Mountain Dew, an energy drink. Okay. Yeah. Where and this is one of the reasons I prefer the term caffeinated beverage because it's the lines are so blurry. So something that's Something like Kickstart that has caffeine, it has added B vitamins, and it has one other thing to give you energy, whether that's another source of caffeine or or it's like, a, I mean, gosh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. But if they're adding caffeine and they're adding a vitamin or some other some other something, some other herbal something, you know, then it kind of makes it seem like the purpose of that drink is to give you energy. Whereas a Diet Coke, their purpose is to hydrate you. And some energy drinks have both purposes, but it really comes down to what I believe the intent of the beverage is. And I mean, the the categories are getting blurrier and blurrier every single year. It's, you know, it's really hard to draw a straight line what is and what is not an energy drink. So I, I like drinking energy drinks. Um, I used to drink a lot of Monster. Now I'm drinking the, the Red Bulls and I see the, the, everything that you have up there. Is it better to drink a energy drink that has no sugar or with sugar? I absolutely believe you should not drink your calories. So I prefer sugar-free beverages and I recommend sugar-free beverages to everyone. There was a study I read that said that people that had caffeine and sugar were actually more tired two hours later than the people that just had the caffeine. I'm raising my hand. You know, <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll get that sugar rush. Yeah. 
And I think that's what kills me in the afternoon. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, no sugar. All right. And that's some energy drinks will say, oh, no energy crash. But really what they're meaning is no sugar crash. Caffeine doesn't do anything quickly. It doesn't hit you quickly and it doesn't leave quickly. So you don't really get an energy crash from the caffeine alone. Most of the time it's because you were exhausted before and the caffeine kind of revives you and then you're crashing because you're going back to being how tired you were before or you're crashing because there was a lot of sugar in the drink. It's not the caffeine that's making you crash. All right, let me, let me take this step back, you know, with the with the caffeine, you know, what is it and what does it do for you? So caffeine blocks something called adenosine. Adenosine is kind of like, so I have this filter in my on my cell phone that kind of turns down the lights when it gets close to bedtime. And I've got this app that like mutes some of my notifications. So my phone is kind of like, all right, it's time to go to bed. Let's turn down the lights. Let's silence some of these notifications. Let's wind down and get ready for bed. That's what adenosine does. But caffeine blocks adenosine. So you don't get that winding down. And adenosine suppresses some neurotransmitters like dopamine. So by blocking adenosine, caffeine like frees dopamine from its prison, right? Which is why caffeine can make you feel good because now that dopamine is free, it's liberated and it can make you feel happy. That's cool. I like that. That's 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 the um, how do you say the long technical version that's of the what, biochemistry that's a biochemistry yep. coming out in that. Okay, so in layman's terms, in layman's terms, caffeine makes you feel awake and alert and happy. Alert and happy. Is there a certain mm-hmm. amount of caffeine sh- people should be looking at? And I noticed like within the book too is it was like uh, what did you uh, um, help me out here? Is like how far is that label oh. in front of the ingredients? Oh, yes, yes. So there's a couple things. There's the levels of fatigue, um, which I talk about in my book, which dictates how much caffeine you should have based on how tired you are. Um, and I forgot the other part of your question. Oh, I mean, it's... Um so you oh, how much, how much caffeine? Uh, yeah, how, how, yeah, how so much? Multiple, there you go. Uh, multiple countries and different organizations and a, a comprehensive review of science says you sh- healthy adults should have no more than 400 milligrams of caffeine per day. So 400 milligrams is the magic number if you're a healthy adult. They say that one cup of coffee is about 100 milligrams. That's not always true. It depends on if it's, you know, your coffee machine at home or Starbucks or 7-Eleven coffee, whatever. But 100 is this nice magical number that we like to use for one cup of coffee. So four cups of coffee is how much you should have in one day if you're a healthy adult. If you're pregnant, it's half that. You can have 200 milligrams safely, like without any effects to you or, or you know, if you're breastfeeding or your your child, 200 milligrams is the limit for you there. And if you're under 18, it's 100 milligrams. So with that, what alternatives are there to, you know, you talk, we're talking caffeine so far, just about everything we've talked for on this episode, but I mean, what are some alternatives to drinking caffeine? Someone that says, regardless of what you say, they're not going to drink it. What are some good alternatives? Yeah. So I've actually grown my business to talk about fatigue in general. 85% of the U.S. population has caffeine on a daily basis, but I wanted to help everyone. I wanted to help 100%, even the people that didn't drink caffeine. 
And I think in a lot of times um, people reach for caffeine when they shouldn't. So I, through, through growing my business, I have these workshops where I help people identify how tired you are and different things you could do based on how tired you are to kind of wake yourself up or to become more engaged and more alert. So it, it, yeah, I guess the short answer is it depends on how tired you are, but I have different tips for each level. Different tips for each level. And that's a lot of that's outlined in in your book as well. Yep. And on my website too. And on the website. So Mm -hmm. that's really cool. Um, let's see here. Uh, Red Bull and vodka. Is that a good choice? Oh God, no. No, Can I have two? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right here at page 164, never mix energy drinks and alcohol. Never mix energy drinks and alcohol because... I wish I would have gotten that 10 years ago. Oh, seriously, seriously. I mean, there is, I think the only time the FDA has actually swooped in and stopped energy drink production is when there were drinks like Four Loco that had caffeine and alcohol Oh, that was together. ridiculous. Yes, yes. Blackout in a can. And, yeah. you know, it sent so many people to the hospital. Like one of the, one of the news stories that made Four Loco the most famous, if we're going to call it that, um, there was somebody from Central Washington University that was admitted to the ER with a blood alcohol content of 0.35 and 0.30 is potentially lethal. So because you have that caffeine, instead of blacking out like you're supposed to when you had too much alcohol, you can literally drink until you die. So never, ever, ever mix caffeine and alcohol. Got that, kids. <laughs> <laughs> How did I make it through the night, though? I know, All right? All right. So there's another part in here is that I want to kind of go as of the uh, five levels of fatigue. Yes. So like the first one is the Energizer Bunny, which cracks me up. <laughs> And yeah. it does it for a reason because I had a, a platoon sergeant in the army and and I called him the Energizer Bunny because he just wouldn't stop and I don't think he took any caffeine or anything. He was just yep. that person just that's just naturally, just energetic. naturally going and going and going. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, but just highlight a few of these that you that you have in here. Sure. So. I've actually renamed the levels slightly because okay. I love my puns and my alliterations, right? So I've, I've gotten smarter with the names. So fatigue level zero, zero is in zero fatigue, is when you're awake and alert. That's where all the magic happens. Fatigue level one is when you're drowsy and dehydrated. So this is where people, even if they've had a good night's sleep, even if they're well caffeinated, sometimes you're doing boring stuff like a long drive. So that can make you drowsy. Also, being dehydrated can slow down your metabolism. So you can be tired because of dehydration. So that's fatigue level one. Fatigue level two is when you're too tired. Again, alliterations. So this is where you tend to use I'm too tired as an excuse. And it's a little bit more than being drowsy and bored, but you're not quite exhausted yet. Level three is when you're stressed out and struggling. So fatigue isn't just because of sleepiness. It can also be because you're overwhelmed. Like there's a lot of fires to put out at work and, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to focus. So that can be physical and mental fatigue. So that's fatigue level three, stressed out and struggling. Level four is your energy emergency. And I 
think that one's consistent in the book, but I can't remember. Level four, your energy emergency is like close to your breaking point. This is where you could almost fall asleep standing. This is where you snap at loved ones or you make bad decisions. This is where you're just, you're barely hanging on. It's not a good place to be. I basically lived fatigue level three and level four in grad school, and it's it's not fun. No. And then the last level, fatigue level five of five, of five is when you're a zombie. Like <laughs> you, you can fall asleep standing. You're barely able to function. I mean, you might be awake with your eyes open, but you're not awake mentally. And that's complete and utter burnout. Like there's no way, there was nowhere to go you know, beyond that. Beyond that. You're yeah. Pretty much done. Go you're, to, go you're to done. sleep. Yes, exactly. All you can do <laughs> is go to sleep. No amount of caffeine will help you at that level. Is there a better time of day to uh, get your, for black, uh, let's see, uh, your dosage of caffeine for lack of better terms? Um, I know, I don't know if it was like, uh, sometimes like if I have caffeine too much later in the afternoon, I can't sleep. Yeah. I don't know if that's because of the sugar though too, or a combination. Cause I never really drank anything sugar free. So the recommended window of having caffeine is an hour after you wake up and sometime before noon, assuming you have a normal work schedule, a normal sleep schedule. If you stop drinking caffeine before noon, which is so hard because so many people get tired at 3 p.m., right? So if you stop drinking caffeine before noon, theoretically, the caffeine should be out of your system by the time it's bedtime because if you drink caffeine at 3 p.m. or later, then there's a chance you won't get enough sleep. And so you wake up tired and the cycle repeats. And it's crazy because I know people that drink coffee like it, it five, six, seven o'clock at night and they just fall asleep. Yeah. That's yep. not, I mean, that's not me. I'd be, <laughs> I, I'd be up all freaking night. Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was a brand new mom, I had a couple sips of Red Bull at 7 p.m. because I knew I was going to be up for three more hours. So it was like, all right, I just need one sip just to like, just to get me through, you know? And so sometimes dire situations call for, <laughs> call for <laughs> <comes> a little <laughs> help, <laughs> but yeah, cool. ideally, ideally you'd have it earlier. All right. So before we get into any more of the, these questions, so you, <laughs> you have some samples here mm -hmm. and I'm just going to try and get this from, I'm going to go left to right. And I have, uh, what's that first one? Uh, the pink one? That, yeah, pink and blue can. So that one is Bang. Bang, um, That I've never one's heard my nemesis. I, I don't like that one at all. At all. Um, is that something new or has that been out for a while? They're relatively new. The company itself has been around for a while, but um, they had 800% growth from 2018. Like they're, they're growing like crazy. It looks like bubble gum. Yeah, that flavor is called Rainbow Unicorn. Which couldn't even imagine. Yeah, it's. I mean, they all taste the same. <laughs> well, so the reason I like them is because it's all caffeine and like all the things you see at the top, super creatine, ultra CoQ10, like all the things they say makes their drink special. It's not in there. Like lab tests have shown that it's that's not in there. Minimal amounts. So it's it's bad labeling and it's a really high amount of caffeine. So yeah, I, I dislike that drink for a lot of reasons. Okay, and what's uh, we're gonna move through this? What's, uh, what's uh, we have <laughs> the, the triple one, shot from next, Starbucks. Yes, that one has two hundred and twenty five milligrams of okay. caffeine. That one's been on commercials a lot lately. I've yeah, seen. I've seen I've seen that one like that. Mm -hmm. And then let's go to the middle. Is that a Monster Coffee? Yes, yes, really. That is Monsters wannabe Starbucks Frappuccino with the uh, 
Well, the one in the bottle, yeah. The one in the bottle is their imitation Starbucks Frappuccino. Ingredients are very similar. Like you couldn't pick it out in a taste test. And then they also have a Java Monster, which is the one in the can right yep, there. Yeah, I see that. Yep. yep. And that one is very similar to the Starbucks Double Shot. They both have which Arana, is right, right they next both to have it. Yeah. Ginseng and B vitamins. Like, I mean, again, you couldn't pick them out in a taste test, but one of them is a coffee company, one of them's an energy drink company. Exactly. And then we have V8. Yes. Right up the next to Red Bull. Yes. So those last three, this blows people's mind. The last three I have there, the V8 Energy, the 8-ounce Red Bull, and the bi-antioxidant infusion in the bottle, all three of those have the same amount of caffeine. Which one's better for you? I would imagine the bi, wouldn't it? The bi, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if if your kid came home carrying a Red Bull, you'd probably freak out. If they came home carrying a bi or a V8, you probably wouldn't. But it's the same amount of caffeine. And this is why I do what I do, like... The amount of caffeine is important, not where it comes from, not is it an energy drink or not, but like the amount of caffeine is what parents need to be aware of. And how can they find that on the labels? Is that readily available on there or is that I know <sighs> well, some of it's, it's kind of like sketchy. I mean, I'm always looking at my labels trying to figure out what the hell I'm eating and drinking. So there is a website which is basically my Bible that <laughs> I have bookmarked on my phone, on my on my computer, everywhere. It's caffeineinformer.com. They have the largest database of everything and anything caffeine. I mean, they have soda, they have tea, they have coffee, they have food, they have medicine. Caffeineinformer.com probably has the amount of whatever it is you're drinking or eating. So if it's not on the label, you can probably find it in their database. With energy drinks, the the industry best practice has them, um, you know, it, it, it makes them put the total amount of caffeine on the label. But you can't find that on every coffee because coffee has this halo effect. So a lot of times those Starbucks drinks or other coffee beverages won't say the amount of caffeine, which is a problem for people that are under 18 or for people that are pregnant because that information isn't readily available if it's a coffee beverage. It doesn't have to be legally, but it's really important information that should be there, in my opinion. And you got to know what's what you're putting into your body these days. There's so much out there that you just don't know what, what's going on, what, which, what you're putting out there. So I, I, I try to, to, as much as possible, read the labels and figure out what the hell I'm eating and drinking and stuff like that. So let's take a moment out here with all those monsters and energy drinks <laughs> out there. It would be great to have a great CRM tool like Zach, the corporation's uh, corporate organizer. Um, you know, for them, they wouldn't be here. My great studio out here in Brookfield. Think Zach, think possibilities. So when you get into, you know, all of this, I mean, what is your favorite and what, what's your go-to? So my go-to, all right, I wouldn't recommend this for everyone, because I, I recommend drinks based on your own diet preferences, your own caffeine tolerance. I really like Red Bull. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> I, I, I do. And I'm going to switch to sugarless. I used to drink a lot of Monster mm-hmm. and it just, it just I, lost, I lost the flavor for it. So like if I have to reach out to get one, I do like my mon- my Red Bulls. Mm-hmm. Those have been really good. I'm going to try the, um, the, the sugar-free though. Yeah. And I, I like what Red Bull is doing as a company. They're so transparent with their manufacturing practices and their marketing practices. 
I can trust what they're doing more than I can any other energy drink company. They're, they were the first ones to put caffeine from all sources on their label. So they're the industry leaders in a lot of ways. And their ingredients aren't nearly as complicated as Monster. And I, I really like their sugar-free flavors. So I would say Red okay. Bull is probably my go-to. But the one, the one I don't see on there is the, the five-hour energy drink. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't, oh, look at that. I, was, <laughs> I, I brought, <laughs> And why is that? Well, so my problem with shots is kind of the same thing I have with alcohol shots. Like with, with caffeine, it takes 20 minutes to kick in. So if you're really, really tired and you have an energy shot – there's a chance that you could have too much caffeine before it kicks in. Like mm. It's so concentrated. You could finish one shot and think, hmm, I'm not feeling it. I should have another one and another one. And so by the time it kicks in, it's too late to do anything. Like you've already passed the limit. You've already had more than you can handle. Whereas if you have a full drink, I mean, think about like a grande coffee just the volume of it gives you a chance to stop before you get to the end. So you can moderate easier if it's not a shot. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So what's got you fired up about the future? Oh my gosh. And caffeine. Yes. So you can notice like we haven't really been talking really fast yet. You know, <laughs> I'm thankful for that. I just had a couple cups of coffee this morning, no Red Bulls, no really caffeine. So I've been waiting to test some of these things out too. So I'm sorry, what's got you fired up about the future? So I have a lot of things um, going on. So I have a lot of workshops that I'm doing with some different companies. One of them is a manufacturing company in Madison, and I'll be doing a fatigue risk management workshop with them. So we'll be going through why fatigue is important to pay attention to, why fatigue is a good signal and not the enemy, how to use the five levels of fatigue that I mentioned to identify where in your workplace accidents or mistakes are likely to happen and how to build safeguards so that those mistakes don't happen. So that's that's a workshop that I'm doing in Madison coming up. And there's a couple more in the future. And then in March, March is Caffeine Awareness Month. So March 2020, I'm organizing Caffeine Con. Caffeine Con yes. is that Milwaukee or No, it it's it's gonna be in Sussex. It's gonna be it's gonna be uh at at Uptown Art okay. in Sussex. Yeah. Yes, nice. because I figured even if you don't like caffeine, you can come paint something, come right? Paint something. They paint can still a have a drink cup. there too. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So Caffeine Con, a convention for all things caffeine. caffeine. I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm come really excited tired, go away wired. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that should be our slogan. That's your slogan. Yes. That's free. <laughs> yes. Boom. Done. All right, cool. How do um, the listeners get a, get a hold of you and get a copy of your book? So my website is greeneyedguide.com. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube under Green Eyed Guide. And my email and my social media information is all, it's everywhere. It's on social media and it's on my website. So you can get a hold of me through whatever social media channel you prefer. Very cool. Same here. Always listen to your favorite podcast, Local First Podcast, on any of your apps that you have in your phone, or go to Local First Podcast to get some more details. So now we're going to get into some rapid fire questions and have some fun with this. Uh, but before we do that, you get to ask me one question. It can be anything that you want, and I'll do my best to answer. Have you ever hit fatigue level five of five? Yes. Yes. What was that like? Uh, okay, that's two questions, but... 
I, party, yes, party. It, and I take that, I take that back into uh, when I was in the army. Oh yeah, and we do thirty six hours at a time, um, or we would do. And at that time, you would be able. We'd sleep anywhere we could. We'd sleep on the ground, sleep on the truck. We would just wherever, just to get that extra little sleep. I can't even remember. Uh, we would do parades. That was another one, especially after a hard night out. We would do parades and formations, stand formations for hours, and people wow. would lock their knees and just fall out. Really? <laughs> oh yeah, you'd have to hold them up and behind like that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah, that happened a lot. But that that mainly was because you lock your knees and you you don't get the blood Loose circulation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, those a couple times. I think the biggest times was when I was in the army and they they push you to that point of fatigue. I think now in my life is like I'm going to bed. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have some sergeant over the top of me. Hey, yeah. more, more, and more. So yeah, been there, done that a few times. So, <laughs> but I you know we got, we got through it. All right. That was an easy one. I like that. Okay. Where's, uh, where's my questions here? My questions, uh, rapid fire to be anything. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Okay. All right. You ready? Yes. Um, ask for permission or beg for forgiveness. Oh, Gosh, I would love to be the adventurous person that begs for forgiveness, but I usually ask for permission. Ah, boring. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's see. What's the most numbers of hours you've watched TV in a single day? Oh gosh, you know, probably, probably six hours. There's okay. uh, there was a. West Wing marathon that I that I was into while I was pregnant and didn't want to leave the couch. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you could eat for an entire week? Blueberries. Blueberries. Yep. Morning, noon, and night. Yep. Okay. I right, say something cool. Ice. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That is pretty music. I didn't expect that. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see here. Oh my goodness. I'm going down here. Do you like Disneyland? Disneyland. Yes. I'm from SoCal. So I okay. lived 20 minutes from Disneyland. So we went, uh, that's a regular part of my childhood. Are tomatoes a fruit or a vegetable? Oh God. Um, well, as my brother would say, uh, let's see, I'm going to screw this up. Knowledge is knowing a tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is not putting a tomato in a fruit salad. <laughs> there you go. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you heard it first. I like it. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. I love you. I like it. Okay. Oh, where was that? All right. Uh, one last one. Uh, do you think anyone considers you a hipster? Oh God, probably not. I'm way too nerdy to be a hipster. I think. Really? Yeah. I Even think coming so. from SoCal and. Especially coming from SoCal. Yeah. Okay. All right. There's higher higher hipster standards, I think. I think so. You go a little bit north. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Danielle, I thank you so much for um, coming on the show. Um, I'll put the links out to get your book uh, online like that. Any ask or request for the audience before I let you go? Um, yeah, I've got two. Go for it. Okay. So the first one is I have a free ebook um, to offer your listeners about, uh, it's about the five levels of fatigue, how to caffeinate strategically. And so that ebook, I'll, I'll give you the link um, for the show notes and I'll give it here too. It's ebook.greeneyedguide.com slash caffeine level. Okay. 
so they can get a free ebook at that site. And my second ask is just to remember that being afraid of energy drinks is like saying all the bad guys come from Slytherin House. (laughs) 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 Because there are some energy drinks and some Slytherins that are not as bad as you would think. And there are some other products and some other people in other houses that you do have to worry about. Yeah. So just pay attention to the caffeine, not just is it an energy drink or not. And, and be careful of the marketing too. Some of the stuff they put out, read the label, read the label, read, read the label. <laughs> know what you put in your body. Danielle, thank you so much for being on Local it's First my Podcast. Pleasure. Uh, reach out to her online, Instagram, all those good places, YouTube. Uh, make sure you get that free e- ebook. I'm going to download it myself because that's going to be fun. Check out her book. It's a lot of fun to read as well. Uh, Thank you so much, Danielle. Thank you. 